0: Let's dive into improving our state of being. We are back with more from the front lines of COVID 19 today with Dr. Tracy Gappin. Dr. Gappin is board certified by the American Board of Urology and is a fellow of the American College of Surgeons. He combines his passion and extensive experience with men's healthcare and cutting edge technology to offer patients individualized, state of the art care. He has been a true pioneer for innovation throughout his medical career. Dr. Gappin comes here today not because he's treating patients with COVID, but because he experienced COVID-19 himself. In this episode, we talk about his symptoms, the course of action he took quite quickly with both his family and his patients to protect them, and his insights as to how this pandemic should help us refocus and prioritize our health. Let's dive in to Dr. Gappin's story. All right. For our COVID-19 from the Frontline series, really excited to bring you today, Dr. Tracy Gappin. He is coming to us from Sarasota in the midst of a busy schedule. So I am, of course, very appreciative that he is carving out some time with us today. Um, when we talk about front lines, there really is no more front lines than experiencing COVID-19 for yourself. So we're going to dive into that. Thanks for being here, Dr. Gappin.
1: You bet, Claudia. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So let's talk a little bit about, before we dive into your actual symptomatology and how this played out in your own life, what your health was like prior to this. So in general, would you say you're you know, a, a healthy, um, active male or how, how is your health before all yeah, this? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Great question, Claudia. So I, I actually, I practice what I preach. I'll start with that. So backing up a little bit, um, I'm a, a, a urologist, men's health expert. I've been focused on men's health for about 20 years now. And I I have become incredibly passionate over the last five to seven years with helping men optimize their health. And so I take what we call a systems-based approach, which means that we look at every system in the body working together. And so I I will see men on a daily basis who come in complaining of low testosterone. And I say, well, that's great. We can help your testosterone. But we need to look at your nutrition. We need to look at your stress levels, how you're sleeping, your detox, your fitness. And so I, I, I take a comprehensive approach. And so I practice what I preach and the fact that I, I consider myself quite healthy and um, I take excellent care of myself in every uh, system, if you will. And so um, I, I find that I'm probably as well prepared for uh, dealing with the coronavirus uh, as anyone.
0: Yes, really. And I think that's an important background to have as we dive into your symptoms, how it played out for for you and kind of what your thoughts are for how this might um, shift our perspective on the priority of our health. So let's talk about the timeline. How did it all happen? When did you just start to notice symptoms and, and how did it play out?
1: Sure, sure. It was uh, about a month ago now. Uh, it was a Friday night and my wife and I had just gotten the Rugrats to bed and we were having a wild and crazy typical uh, coronavirus Friday night at home, uh, you know, chilling on the couch, watching Netflix. And I out of nowhere suddenly developed shaking chills and uh, immediately checked my temperature and feared the worst, obviously, given that the, you know, the environment that we're in now and, um, had flu like symptoms uh, for the next 24, 36 hours or so. Um, I shipped my wife and, and young kids over to my, my in-laws house so that I can be away from them. And, um, those acute symptoms really cleared up fairly quickly. Um, I never had a temperature over hundred. Um, I had, uh, some, some muscle aches and my skin hurt to the touch. Um, but other than that, those acute symptoms really faded. Uh, I was left with this dense underlying fatigue, anxiousness, um, mind fog, brain fog that has persisted for about a month now. And I'm finally in the past couple of weeks now coming out of it. Um, but it's been it's been quite a process. Um, the, the unfortunate part of the whole thing as well that I know a lot of other people have experienced also is the fact that um, number one, it was very difficult to get a test done. Um, I had to talk to a a colleague of mine, an an infectious disease doctor, who is the local epidemiologist. And because I'm a physician, he was able to get me tested. But if anyone else, any lay person went to the ER or called their doctor with the symptoms that I had, they would have been told simply to um, quarantine yourself, wait for 14 days. And if you're feeling okay and um, you know, the symptoms have resolved then you can get back to life. I needed to know for, from my patients, from my, you know, to be able to take care of, of, of my patients and surgery and, and office visits every day that I have scheduled. And so I was able to get tested that Monday, but most people would not have been able to get tested. The the next part of it that I find is a real challenge for our healthcare system is that it took 10 days to get the results back. And so during those 10 days, you know, fortunately I quarantined myself, I isolated, but for other people who may be less patient, uh, or may go to the grocery store, or may decide they just want to go see some friends, and 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 break the the policies that we have uh, established. Then they're going to be spreading that disease, and so not having testing and not having a quick turnaround time of those tests is really a big problem that I think is hurting us right now.
0: Yeah, so you moved quickly. I mean, I it sounds like your first points of action were okay, protect family, protect patients, right? So family, you move on to so, to another house that's hopefully safe and then I will also protect my patients by, you know, canceling appointments in the clinic and um, you know, those yeah. are not that are not urgent or reschedule with another provider if they are urgent. And right. um you know, you kind of had to go through those motions, and then were you mostly then at home resting, recovering? Were you still having to work in some capacity? Pretty much home.
1: Yeah, great question. I was home uh, for a couple of days. I was completely incapacitated. Um, I, I canceled a number of surgeries that Monday, office visits uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then later in the week, I was feeling well enough that I was able to do some telemed visits from my home, um, so that I could at least start. You know trying to take care of men uh, but but mentally cognitively, I wasn't back yet um, it, it was difficult it was a challenge but but yeah, I isolated for fourteen days and I did everything from home during that time.
0: Wonderful. And yeah, it's, it's amazing how, you know, technology can be kind of really a, a pain for a lot of us, but at a time like this, it's we're completely dependent upon it. And it's nice to have the telehealth option for both you and your, your patients. So what would you say was the most bothersome symptom? So I know you mentioned your fever, your fever did come, but it didn't necessarily spike and it didn't necessarily stay around. Um, what, what was the kind of ongoing brain fog? Would you say the, the most bothersome result of all of this?
1: Yeah, the, the, the fatigue is without question the, the, the most challenging aspect of this that I've experienced. And I've heard from a lot of other people that they have similar problems as well. Um, after I shared my story on LinkedIn last week, um, a physician from California, from San Francisco, reached out to me actually to tell me that he was having the exact same symptoms and that, um, you know, how long did it take to go away? And, and, and we share our story with each other. And uh, I think it's a very common, common symptom. The fatigue that 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 lasts for a while and it's tough, tough to function, tough to focus, tough to do your job when you're dealing with that.
0: Yeah, sure. And would you say that the fatigue, I'm assuming you probably had the flu at some point and, and would you say that it's more significant and it longer lasting than a typical round of the flu?
1: Yeah, you, you know the flu typically a couple of days you're kind of back at it and you don't have those lingering symptoms that that uh, that that I've dealt with with coronavirus. so it certainly is different in that
0: regard. How has your family fared through this? I know you quickly sort of removed them and had them go to a safer location. Do you, have they been able to avoid symptoms at least? Obviously, we don't know if they're, you know, seroconverting and positive, but do you feel sure. like they've, they've pretty much escaped it?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's quite remarkable and, and really makes you, you you wonder how much we really know about this virus because my wife never developed any symptoms whatsoever. Uh, my kids were completely fine as well. Uh, my mother-in-law had, had been around us quite a bit in the week leading up to um, that night that I contracted the symptoms, and she was fine as well, and she's 70 years old. So it makes you really wonder, why do some people develop severe symptoms? Why do some people die from it? And why do some people have no symptoms whatsoever? And I think we're still, we're still learning details of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure that you're, you know, you obviously wanted to protect not only your wife and kids, but obviously also, you know, we have family members who are 70 plus. We get concerned about that with no, knowing that the elderly maybe don't have as robust of an immune system and sometimes maybe too robust and it o- overcompensates. So, sure. what would you say your learnings are through all of this as far as the acute how to? manage in a very acute way this this pandemic but also on a more large scale as far as learnings about the importance of prioritizing our health
1: yeah great questions i i think a- acutely, you know, we need to follow the the social distancing policies. You know, flattening the curve. We've all heard the wash your hands. You know, isolating. You know, cover your mouth when you're sne- sneezing with your elbow. You know, don't touch your face. Not. We've all heard all that stuff before, so that I won't you know dive deep into the, all those kind of uh, things that we've all heard already. But I think that this is a really key time to focus on what you just mentioned, and that is you know optimizing our health, and and we have control over that, and. I truly believe that some of the things that I did before getting sick, as well as some peptides that I started immediately when I did get sick, I I think those, you know, may have saved my life. You know, we'll never know for sure, but the fact that I recovered so quickly, I think that uh, that there's something behind that. And, you know, we know our immune system is, is not an isolated uh, uh, system. It's not an isolated character in our body. It's interreliant. It's intertwined. It's closely related to, You know, our cortisol levels, our uh, level of inflammation and, and, uh, you know, our stress levels, our sleep and every other part of your health. So I love that you mentioned the fact that that this really needs to get us to reevaluate priorities and focus on, you know, taking control of what we can control.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think sometimes we need, we get we get whispers and then we sort of get these bricks to the head, right? And this is like whole pandemic is this brick to the head, like, okay, start paying attention. You know, you got, we, we know this on a very surface level and then something like this makes it such so much more apparent and almost just exaggerated. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I don't know if you're um, willing to, but if you might want to share, you mentioned you are very attentive to supplementation and you mentioned the peptides. Um, anything specifically that you think... I don't know how much of this you feel like needs to be tailored to the individual versus is there is there a recommendation that that everybody should be attentive to like of course vitamin D you know those types of things any any recommendations from a preventative standpoint not just for this p- pandemic but for our immune systems and yeah. overall health?
1: Sure, yeah, great question. A, a lot of it is is individualized, personalized, and I, I work with you know each client individually, and I, I base a lot on genetics and on detailed lab panels and on lifestyle. But yeah, you know, you mentioned vitamin D, for example. We know that there there's a, a, a what I would say an epidemic of vitamin D deficiency in our country, with everyone being indoors. And um, so I, I think, you know, being sure that you have adequate vitamin D levels is certainly important. Um, it it goes back to all the basics of lifestyle. You know, number one, sleep. I think uh, not just quantity of sleep, but quality of sleep is important. It's one of the, the most effective ways to um, you know recharge ourselves. Uh, reboot our immune system, reduce inflammation, reduce cortisol levels, um, help balance our hormones, especially testosterone. So sleep is critical. Um, I, I think that in this day and age, you need to be tracking, using some sort of device to track your sleep so that we can see the quality of your sleep. I see guys who come in and say, yeah, I sleep fine. I sleep seven hours. Well, you know, I, I put an R ring on them, or or a, a Garmin watch on them, and I find that they only have 20 minutes of deep sleep each each night, and and so the quality is critical. Um, reducing stress, I think, it is is really important. I think that everyone needs to focus on what are they doing for stress mitigation and stress resilience, and that's something that, that everyone can focus on. That's not necessarily individualized, and 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 by that I mean, you know, stress reduction techniques, meditation. Uh, Mindfulness practices, uh, gratitude, which has science behind it, Um, uh, you know, whatever it takes to uh, introduce and instill calm into your life, whether that's hobbies, whether that's activities that you enjoy. Sex is great for for guys for reducing stress. Um, So that's super important Um, in terms of nutrition. Everyone needs to focus on reducing sugar intake and uh, in terms of, of reducing inflammation. I uh, need to focus on eating whole foods, real foods, not anything packaged or processed. I uh, saw uh, an article this morning in New York Times talking about how the um, sales of processed foods, canned soup and canned goods and, and, and boxed foods went up dramatically in the last month as we're all uh, stuck at home. And that's something that we really need to focus on, you know, be eating fresh, organic, real food. Um, so those are all general recommendations I give to everyone. Um, there's certainly a lot of supplements that I recommend individually there are peptides I give individually. Um, but I, I think that those are really the icing on top. You know, some guys come to me wanting a certain peptide and I say, well, well, that's okay. But what have you done to optimize your hormone first or your, your nutrition first? And you know, I think it starts with that stuff.
0: Really helpful. I completely agree. I'm, um, you know, all about meditation. Huge on sleep. Could not be any. I'm such a huge proponent of sleep. Um, I absolutely. It's actually probably my my most favorite activity of the day. Um, so I am huge on sleep. I really appreciate all of those. And um, speaking of nutrition, I know you probably have all of 30 seconds to eat your lunch. So I'm going to let you go. But I would love for you to share uh, before you leave where people can find you and learn more.
1: Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, my website is smartmenshealth.com. I'm also on LinkedIn a lot. Um, Social media-wise, it's probably the the most popular uh, vehicle that I I find uh, to communicate with men. And um, yeah, a bunch of good resources on my website, smartmen'shealth.com.
0: Wonderful. I'll put that in the show notes for the podcast. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Gappin. I wish you and your family well and um, continued safety. So thank you so much for spending the time with us today.
1: Thanks, Claude. I appreciate it
0: huge thank you to Dr. Gappin for sharing his insights today, not only with his personal experience with COVID-19, but also with the importance of us prioritizing our health. I agree with him, of course, that there are still so many unknowns with regard to who really truly is at highest risk, and of course, the ongoing concern over testing. So I wish you all safe and well. I hope his insights provided you with some information as to how this might look in an individual person regarding symptoms, but also into ways in which you can maximize the efficiency and productivity of your immune system. Stay well, and we'll be in touch soon.